Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher, and each week I let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and this is my first time coming to you since August 7th, which is unbelievable. I cannot believe it has been three months. So I apologize for the unexpected extended break, which really occurred for a few reasons, which means is basically that my personal life is bananas. We finally moved into our home. This is my first time recording in our new house. So I hope the sound is good. I don't have a carpet in this room, so we'll see how it goes. And if I hear from you guys that it needs adjustment, then I'll adjust it. But this is where I am now. I am in the Burbs and I left New York City after 17 years there. And unfortunately, our house was not ready in time. So we had to live in a hotel for two weeks, which was really challenging. And now we're here and I won't give you all the details of all the trials and tribulations, but I'm happy that we are finally feeling settled and we have most of our furniture and we are getting excited for the holidays. And I'm super excited to get a Christmas tree and to decorate for Christmas in a larger space and to start this chapter of our lives. So that's what's going on with me. Let me tell you what's going on in the cosmos. So today I figured what we're going to do is locate ourselves. It's been a while since we've been together and I figured you're probably wondering what's going on. So I had a quick chat with my friend Hanukkah today and she's a regular listener of the podcast and she said, there's so much happening. I feel overwhelmed, but nothing's happening. And that's kind of how eclipse season can feel. It can feel like we are overwhelmed. There's a lot of change, but at the same time, we might not see some things changing around us, especially because the South Node is in Scorpio and we are currently in Scorpio season, meaning the sun is in the sign of Scorpio. There's a lot of internal shifts that are happening. Scorpio is the sign of the deep psychological levels of our mind. So the deep psyche. And that means that a lot of the shifts you might be experiencing are on an internal level, an emotional level, a mental level. They might not actually be represented by external forces. So that could be what's happening for you. And then other people might be experiencing that their job is changing, or they might be experiencing that their relationship is changing. They might have a lot of external forces that are making them move in new directions. But eclipse season, it comes every six months. It's natural. It's part of the process. And eclipses are what my friend Catherine calls cosmic course correctors. So we always know that our path is open to change during this time. Eclipses in their nature are a lunation, a new moon or a full moon that occurs near the nodes of fate. The nodes of fate are currently 
in south node is in scorpio north node is in taurus that means that scorpio is acting as the cosmic compost bin we're putting in all of the old pain all of the old hurt all of the old trauma all of the old stuff that is just no longer needed or wanted or working and with time and processing that will become the fertilizer for the part of your chart that houses Taurus and that's where the north node is and Taurus is the gardener or the farmer of the zodiac Taurus is where we like to build things that will last a long time we're willing to do the hard work we're willing to show up every day and in a sustainable and uh, steady way move forward grow something cultivate it so what are you interested in cultivating that you're willing to be with for a long time and where are you looking for some sustainability in your life now taurus is the sign that uranus has been in for a long time so the next eclipse coming up is going to be conjunct uranus which will be very interesting and we'll get to that in a moment but let me back up and say we are in the season of scorpio so this season always is that spooky Halloween vibe. It's beginning of November. It's starting to get dark earlier. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you are feeling the chill in the air. If you live in the Northern part of the Northern Hemisphere here in New York, we have the leaves falling. We had peak leaf peeping season maybe two weeks ago and now you're starting to see the leaves on the ground and today I drove a road that I drive often and I couldn't believe how many leaves were on the ground so we are getting ready for winter we are letting go releasing surrendering and preparing ourselves for the darkness. And that's what Scorpio season is about. Scorpio helps us transition. And it teaches us that when we face our fears, when we face the things that are scary or dark, that it helps us build resilience and build a, an awareness or even, might I say, a comfort with the things that often feel uncomfortable. And that is the essence of Scorpio. Scorpio is always teaching us about transformation. So if you feel like you're going through a lot of transformation, that would make sense because we're having the season of Scorpio with eclipses in the sign of Scorpio. Lots of transformation to be had. And this time of year, I always think of as we're going into hibernation with the winter there is a death of sorts. There is a releasing or letting go of the life of summer. And the bounty and the harvest is coming to an end. I go to the farmer's market every Saturday and there's less of those delicious fruits and vegetables, right? The apples are even not quite as good as they were like four weeks ago. So there's a juiciness of life that we're letting go of and we're turning inward. And that's part of the process. We have to rest. We have to turn inward so that we can continue to send energy out into the world. And that's a natural part of uh, the seasons. And it's a natural part of our life, of course. So we're entering or we are in this time of reflection. We're in this time of pulling inward 
and getting quiet. And generally eclipses do lend themselves toward being more reflective. Eclipse season is not a time to be manifesting or doing magic or any of that. Now you might set intentions if it feels like an eclipse that feels particularly potent for you, but generally it's not advised. And I think with all of the Scorpio energy, there's much more an energy of release than there is an energy of pulling something in. So the eclipse is always invite in endings and we're seeing that emphasized, particularly between November 3rd and November 7th, because the South Node is joining with Venus and then the Sun and then Mercury, all boom, boom, boom. So you might be feeling things letting go. You might be losing opportunities that you thought you might have had coming in. You might be saying goodbye to relationships. You might be saying goodbye to some money. You might be letting go of something. Maybe you expected to let it go and maybe you didn't. So this is a theme that you're going to be feeling from November 3rd to November 7th. And really it's prepping us for the next eclipse. So we had an eclipse on October 25th. That was a new moon solar eclipse and it was conjunct Venus. So that was definitely the friendlier of the two eclipses. Eclipses generally come in pairs. Sometimes they come in threes. When we're lucky, they come in pairs. And this year they're coming in pairs. So there is a natural shifting of your path ahead or a supercharging whatever is already going on. So you might be finding that there were some changes coming and all of a sudden they speed up. Or you might find that you thought you were on this path and all of a sudden you get some information and you realize, oh, actually, I want to take that path. That's common for eclipses. So we had our first eclipse that opened the portal, if you will. We're in between the two eclipses. So we're in this time of feeling like the energy is really vibing, really potent, really high. Eclipses always make us feel more emotional, uh, especially since it's Scorpio season. We just had Halloween and All Saints Day and the Day of the Dead. There's a thinning of the veil between this world and the world beyond. And I don't work in psychic mediumship or any of that, but if you do or you know someone who does, this is a time of year where people often say that they feel the energy of the spirits coming through the veil, if you will. So the next eclipse will be the full moon lunar eclipse on November 8th. So a new moon solar eclipse like we had on the 25th is when the sun is blocked out and that occurs on a new moon. A lunar eclipse is when the moon is blocked out and that occurs on a full moon. So this full moon lunar eclipse will be occurring in a conjunction to Uranus. The last one was with Venus. She's a little friendlier, a little more predictable. Uranus, on the other hand, is unpredictable. He is the bringer of chaos, the change maker, the rebel. And so with Uranus, we often don't know what to expect. Not a great thing when we're looking at this eclipse happening on election day here in the U.S., and as you know, things are pretty heated right now with the election, the midterm elections. So um, it'll be an interesting day. 
And this is really interesting because Uranus is very close to an exact square with Saturn. And all of 2021 was highlighted by this recurring square between Saturn and Uranus. You might remember me talking about you're feeling restless, you want to take a step forward, but something is holding you back. There is a push-pull between allowing yourself to stay with the status quo and taking the leap into the future. We are feeling the culmination or the recurrence of that energy with this eclipse. Now, this square is not going to perfect, as we say in astrology, but it's pretty darn close. So we're certainly feeling it. So there is an energy of frustration that is very potent right now. And that is actually creating a T-square with Venus. So it's Venus and the sun opposite Uranus. And they are both on either side of the zodiac with the respective north and south node squaring Saturn. So this is going to be an intense day. It's going to be an intense eclipse. And I recommend not talking to anyone that doesn't agree with you politically. I recommend staying away from anyone that triggers you on or around November 8th. I'm so glad you're here listening to the Essential Astrocast, but I know that sometimes it can feel really overwhelming and hard to follow along. So thanks to other listeners, I created the Astro Cheat Sheet. You can save it in the photos on your phone. And as we move through, and if you wonder what is associated with Aquarius, what does Mars rule? you can turn to the Astro Cheat Sheet. So if you want one, you can head on over to astrocheatsheet.com and download your copy. So moving forward, we're going to have this is our last time with this Saturn Uranus square in the chart. It's the last time until 2035. Remember, this is a closing square. This is a cycle that began in 2000, and it's going to come to an end, and we'll have a new cycle start in 2029. So maybe think back what was going on in 2000 for you, and think ahead, where could you be in 2029? So Venus will actually oppose Uranus on November 5th, Um, With Venus involved here, you remember that Venus rules what we value. So you may see a shift in your relationships, money, or just your internal desires of where you want to put your energy and what you want to receive from others. Because Venus rules how we receive, not only how we give love and care about things and what we value, but also how we receive love, how we receive what's important to us. So those shifts might be going on internally. Now, we talked about what's the main stuff going on, which really is the eclipse, right? But notably, two things have occurred recently that I wanted to clue you into because we haven't hung out in a while. And that was Mars retrograde and Jupiter retrograding into Pisces. So let's start with Jupiter because that occurred on October 28th. Jupiter on his retrograde path dipped his toes back into the waters of Pisces. He will be there until December 20th. 
So Jupiter was in Pisces last year. And you may remember when Jupiter went into Aries, I talked about it. It was exciting, especially for me, because I'm an Aries, an early Aries at that. So I was loving that Jupiter energy. Jupiter is now in Pisces at 29 degrees. You may recall that I always say 29 degrees is the most potent degree of a sign. So Pisces rules fantasy, imagination, the subconscious, where we go when we alter our state of consciousness, whether that's through meditation or substances. Pisces has no bounds and Jupiter expands whatever it touches. Jupiter is also at home in Pisces because it is one of the two signs that he rules along with Sagittarius. So Jupiter heading back into Pisces and being at 29 degrees definitely implies that there is an expansion of propaganda, an expansion of misinformation, disinformation. One might say lies, one might say cult energy. And with Neptune there, it is increasing that because Neptune has been in Pisces for a long time and will continue to be there for quite some time. And Neptune is the modern day ruler of Pisces. And Neptune in Pisces is in a lot of amazing things. It has made it so that alternate healing modalities are more welcomed and respected by the Western medical community, right? So now doctors tell you to go to yoga or get acupuncture. That seems to be a symptom of Neptune and Pisces, which is wonderful. Another symptom of it is this rise of cult energy that we're seeing in the collective, not just in spiritual communities, but obviously we see it on the news all the time. You know where I'm going with that. So yeah, there's a really interesting paradox or dichotomy with this Piscean energy and Pisces often is talked about as the dreamer. They're so peaceful, crunchy granola hippies, but that's not really Pisces. I mean, if you know a Pisces, they're probably not like that. My dad was a Pisces and he was nothing like that. So just be mindful. Jupiter in Pisces for this short time, it is going to expand some of those things that can fool us, that can lead us to believe things that are not true. That's not necessarily the only thing it brings. It also brings an inspiration to get back to your spiritual practice. It brings an inspiration to connect with those alternate states of consciousness. I definitely recommend Um, not diving into that too much during eclipse season because the emotions are already heightened. You already are having your consciousness altered by the cosmos. You don't need to do that much. Most importantly, rest, take care of yourself. So the other thing that's really notable is that Mars is retrograde. So Mars retrogrades every two years. You could argue whether Mars or Venus retrograde is the most intense Mars retrogrades for two months every two years. Because of this pattern, when he retrogrades, he will spend six to seven months in a sign. So he's been in Gemini for quite some time, and he will be in Gemini until March. So the Gemini part of your chart is sort of under construction at this time. And if you know your chart, you can look and see where that is. It's very important because that's where you're going to be feeling a restlessness or a lack of energy. You might be feeling 
really lethargic, a desire to escape, a desire to just not take action. So Mars retrograde in Gemini, it is having us reassess where we place our energetic resources. He will be retrograde from October 30th to January 12th, but he will still be in Gemini until March. Come March, there's a lot of shifts in the sky. So you're going to feel a lot more movement, momentum, and clarity come March. I know that feels far away, but it really isn't. And until then, Mars is going to have you sort of reassessing your energetic output because Mars rules our motivation, our drive, what makes us go forward. So going forward might feel really frustrating to you right now because Mars is also in an inconjunct, which I don't talk about inconjuncts or some call them quincunxes that often, but Mars has been slowed down and then stopped and turned around And he's been at the late degrees of Gemini for so long that he's been locked in this square to Neptune and this in conjunct to Pluto. The square to Neptune increases the desire to escape or to slow down or just to sleep and just say, I'm not going to bother. The in conjunct to Pluto can make it feel really frustrating because you don't see your actions turning into reality. You don't see the fruits of your actions coming into being. This is a good time to strategize on what you want to do going forward. You might not have the energy to actually do it. Now, on the other hand, eclipses can sometimes be like lightning bolts and will be like, oh, that's the answer. That's what I want to do. And you might just feel like this urgency, like I got to do it. Now, intuitively, if you really know that this is the thing and you've been thinking about it for a while, then go for it. If you know it's the right thing, if it's something that came out of left field and it's going to have potentially negative repercussions, I would say, hold on, hold your horses, take a deep breath, pause, see if you still feel this way in a few weeks. Now, of course, we can't not make decisions until January 12th. That would be crazy. But once Mars gets moving on the retrograde and starts to move back into Gemini and get out of these square and this in conjunct with Neptune and Pluto, it's going to be a little bit easier to take action in my personal opinion. So throughout this whole period, you want to watch for passive aggressive behavior. Really, really common with Mars and Gemini, especially with Mars retrograde in any sign you're going to be passive aggressive because Mars likes to be aggressive, aggressive. He's moving backwards. He's not operating normally. Um, You want to watch for impulsive decisions or extensive analysis paralysis. When you have doubts and you go back and forth and you hem and haw, Mars and Gemini is going to be interested in saying, okay, I could do this or I could do that. Let me weigh the pros and cons. Let me do my research. Let me get all my information and then make a decision. Mars in his home sign of Aries or his co-ruled sign of Scorpio is going to be much more instinctive. He's going to go with the gut. In Gemini, he's going to think a lot more because Gemini is an intellectual air sign. So this is not the way Mars normally operates, but this is how we're going to operate for the next couple of months. You might need to soundboard the idea, 
do some research. That might be how you operate, even if it's not how you normally operate. When in doubt, take a deep breath and pause before taking action because Mars retrograde can make our instinct of moving forward feel a little bit off. And you might be second guessing yourself because of Gemini. So just make sure that you have all the information. You know, Geminis love to collect information. So you're going to pretend to be a Gemini and you're going to collect all the information. And then from that information, try to make a logical decision on how to move forward. So that's what I've got for you. I hope it was helpful. Again, I apologize for my three month absence, but I'm back now and hopefully I'll be here every week. And a couple of things to update you on. If you want to join me for the new moon and the full moon restorative rituals each month, you can join the moon membership and I'll put the link in the show notes. You can also just head to my website, which is Veronica Peretti, two R's, two T's, P-E-R-R-E-T-T-I.com and join me through the link there. You'll see it on the homepage. What else? I'm not really doing Instagram these days. I'm kind of over social media. It sort of started to happen with Saturn and Aquarius almost three years ago. And now I feel like Saturn is coming to the end of his time in Aquarius. And I'm really feeling the desire to restrain myself there. So in proper Saturn fashion, Saturn is restriction and Aquarius is technology. So if your relationship to social media feels a little eh, then maybe Saturn and Aquarius is impacting you as well. I am starting up my text horoscopes again. So I send you little notes throughout the week, letting you know what's going on in the cosmos. So you can sign up for those and it's a much better way of staying in touch with me. The number is 917-540-3401. Again, it's 917-540-3401. And just shoot me a message, a text, a regular text in your phone saying I'm in and you will be signed up. And I send them maybe two, three times a week when I'm on the ball. And finally, I wanted to let you know that Moon Day Meditation and Cosmic Conversation is back. I am doing them every other week right now. So feel free to join me. Make sure you're on my email list for the link to sign up for those. They are free. They are on Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern time. It's a great way to just take a moment collect your thoughts, spend a moment in quiet time. We'll do some journaling. And most importantly, I am there. So you get to ask me whatever you want about astrology. We talk about whatever's going on briefly. And then pretty much people ask questions about what's going on astrologically and we get into it and it's really fun. And I love connecting with you there. It's on zoom. It's super easy. Um, not much else to say about that, but make sure that you're on my email list to get the links for that. And of course you can sign up for my email list on my website as well. So just head on over to veronicapreddy.com and that's it. We did it. We made it. We made it through our first show back episode 144. And I'm so happy that you're still here listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking it out with me and thank you for your patience in waiting for me to come back. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It's such an honor to be here in your ears every week. If you like the show, 
I hope that you take the time to rate and review it either on Apple or Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think might like the show, you can share this episode with them right from your podcast feed. All right. I'll talk to you next week.